Welcome to the Your Next Best Step podcast, where it's all about real experiences, real lessons, real hurdles, and everything in between. I'm Teresa Cantley, and I'm bringing you over 20 years experience in business, leadership, and marketing to help you shift out of your corporate thinking and into being an entrepreneur so you can maximize your results, build and empower your team, and make a bigger impact. It's time to turn your ideas into innovation, and that's only the beginning. So let's get started. Hey there, and welcome to another episode of the Your Next Best Step podcast. I am your host, Teresa Cantley, and I am so, so glad you're here. There has been so many things, so many changes happening in the world today, so many things that we've had to pivot, we've had to redefine, we've had to restructure with our businesses, with our lives because of this pandemic that we're going through. And over the course of history, there have been numerous health crises and economic crises. And the thing that I am certain of is no matter what has happened, we've always gotten through it. And I know we will get through this pandemic as well. But the thing that we have to realize, and I know that I've talked to people that things are going to change. We are going to change. Our businesses are going to change. The world is going to change and life is going to change. You know, whether it's new regulations that we need to follow in our businesses or or new regulations that we're going to have to fo- follow with going to theme parks or going to school or going to swimming pools in the summertime, things are changing. And I know it's scary. And I know that with these changes and with redefining our business, a lot of fear and a lot of anxiety has come up surrounding the the whole premise of, you know, doing things differently than we've had to do them before. And I wanted to talk about these five things, five barriers that are holding us back from doing that redefining or five barriers that have that I've seen that have held people back from achieving their dreams, from going after their dreams, from saying, you know what, I'm not going to wait for the government to save me. I am going to save myself and I am going to save my business or I am going to move myself and push my business forward. These five barriers, I know them very well because I've experienced them myself from when I started my business and even along the way throughout the years, they come up. They come up periodically and whether there was a pandemic going on or not, these things are there. These things are, are, are there for many, many business owners, which is why a lot of small businesses close and why other businesses can't quite move beyond the level that they're at. And I heard an astonishing fact uh, last week. I was talking with a friend of mine and I heard this fact that every five years, every business goes through a crisis, whether it's economic, whether it's, um, you know, mass uh, products not working, whether people quit, whether or, you know, we have health crises. Every business goes through one every five years. And if you think about it, businesses are different. Crises are different. Crises impact different businesses differently. 
But the really scary part is, is that 40% of those businesses don't make it through that crisis. 40%, which is amazing. And I think from examining these barriers and what I've, how I've experienced them over the years, I think that these barriers are one of the reasons why, or five of the reasons why those businesses don't make it. I heard another astonishing fact that 100,000, 100,000 small businesses have closed because of this pandemic. And that makes me so sad because my goal, my mission, my vision, and why I have my business is to help business owners to achieve their goals and their dreams by helping them to bring resiliency into their business, helping them to be able to bounce back from anything. But if we have these five barriers, and like I said, I've experienced these myself a lot in the beginning when I first started my business. And each time my business has gone to the next level, these barriers come back. And throughout the past couple months, six months, nine months, they have reared their head again in small pieces. So I wanted to do this episode because if you're experiencing these barriers, I want to be able to help you so that you are not one of those businesses that is closing your doors, so that you're not faced with your dream fading away. I want to help you to become resilient, to help you to redefine and get past these barriers. So let's dig in. The first one is, it's been done before. Why would they Why would they want to buy it for me or why would they want to work with me? It's already been done. And I've seen this time and time again with people, with business owners who've had to quickly shift gears and create alternative products and services in their business. People have even said to me, why would we want to do that, Teresa? It's been done before. It's already been proven. We, why would people want to get it from us? We can't do it. Yes, you can. So what if it's only if it's been done before? If it's been done before, that actually means that it's a proven concept. And why wouldn't people want to hear from you? Why wouldn't they want to buy from you? Why wouldn't they want to see your way of doing it? Why wouldn't they want to experience the way that you do it? And why shouldn't you put your perspective on a concept that's already been done. Like I said, just because it's been done doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it. It means you should do it because you have a different perspective over anybody else that's done it. You have different ideas as to how you want to do it, different than how anybody else has done it. So if it's been done before, don't let that hold you back. Let that push you forward because you can put your own mark on it. And like I said, just because it's been done before doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it. It means we need to lean into that. It means we need to look at it and say, how can I do it better? How can I launch it better? How can I how can I give it to my customers differently? How can I put it out there into the market differently? How can I create a new market with it? You never know unless you put it out there. Number two, trying to be everything to everyone. (laughs) And I've seen this time and time again, and this is one of the things that I had struggled with early on in my business, is trying to, I I can help you with this, I can help you build your website, I can help you with your accounting, I can help you with your marketing, instead of 
focusing on what it is that you do uniquely different. What it is that you do differently than anybody else in your area. As well as understanding that you're not going to be everybody's cup of tea. And that's okay. And I know for myself, for a while, all I kept saying is, I just want to help people. I just want to help business owners build their business. And that kept falling on deaf ears. Because when we are gem- when we generalize ourselves, or when we try and be everyone, be everything to everyone at all times, we dilute our brand. We dilute our uniqueness. We dilute our ability to show up and our ability to stand out. And when we try and be everything to everyone, what ends up happening is no one sees us. So right now, you might be trying to just serve everybody in your area because you're trying to keep your doors open. You're just throwing anything and everything out there because you're trying to keep your doors open. But you know what? It's okay if you're focusing on who your customer really is and what they really need right now. You'll attract everybody, absolutely. But we don't want to lose in any time, whether you're having a crisis or not, we don't want to lose what is at our core and what aligns with what it is that we wanna do in our business. We want to make sure that we stay in alignment which keeps us authentic. We wanna make sure that we stay in alignment with who we are and what we stand for and what our business does, as well as who our customer is. And again, when we try to be everything to everyone at all times, we end up being no one because nobody can hear us because we blend in with everybody else who's doing the same thing to try and keep their business moving. But when we can really focus on, when you can really get clear on who it is that you want to help and what, and stay in alignment with what your business does uniquely and differently, that is how we can continue to grow. Number three, and this is a big one, being concerned with what people think. I've heard this numerous times, we don't want to put that out there. We don't we don't want to, you know, do virtual shopping or we don't want to do this because we don't want people to say anything negative about us. Listen up. <laughs> Let me just tell you something. You have no control over what people say about you. You have no control over how people feel about you. And quite frankly, it doesn't matter. What matters is that you understand what your business does and you understand what you're doing and you know what's right. And then you move from that place. It doesn't matter if people reject your idea. It doesn't matter what they think if they want to say nasty things. I can't tell you how many negative comments. I've seen people, business owners, businesses showing up and helping the community and doing everything that they possibly could to keep things going. And how many times I saw haters People who would just make negative comments about, you know, them not wearing gloves or they're not doing this right or they're not doing that right. And I was just like, are you kidding me? Here these people are showing up and trying to help and trying to do what absolutely whatever that they can to help their community. And people have the nerve to get on there and say negative things. But you know what? 
it doesn't matter what those people say. Because the people, there will be thousands more comments from people who support you and who love your idea and who, who want to see more of what you're doing and who want to buy more of what you're putting out there. So having that fear of rejection, and this is the thing that I struggled with, I've struggled with this my whole life, being so concerned about what other people think, being afraid to put something out there because I was afraid, oh, people might not like this, or even saying what I thought or saying, sharing my own perspective on things because I was afraid of what people might say that I might rock the boat. But you know what? Rocking the boat and carving your own path leads to innovative ideas, leads to innovations in your business. And it also leads to connecting with people in a deeper way. So thinking to yourself, I can't put that out there right now because I don't think my customers are gonna like it. Or I don't wanna show up on live video because my hair's not right and I don't want somebody to make fun of my hair. I can't tell you how many times I've gotten on live video and I've had creepers come on my video and tell me that I have a Brillo pad for hair or that my hair is frizzy and I need to go brush it. Whatever. (laughs) As I've always said to people, if someone, if there are haters out there who aren't in the ring fighting for what's right and fighting for their business, they don't deserve to have feedback. They don't deserve to comment. So therefore, you don't need to waste your time listening. You just need to continue to show up every day as your best self and continue to do what you can do to move your business forward and also help your community. Number four, not sticking with something because it may not have worked the first time. You know, right now we're doing things differently and people, I mean, everybody's world has been turned upside down and right side, you know, sideways and whatever. And things may not work the first time you put them out there. If you're a restaurant and you're doing um, to-go boxes and you put the idea out there and it's not something that your community is used to, it might not sell gangbusters the first time. But it also doesn't mean that you should give up. It doesn't mean, I mean, years ago, I remember I had a client who was doing a wedding showcase and they wanted to do a wedding showcase in the worst way and they had never done one before. So we put it together and we launched it. We had all the marketing done. We had everything ready to go and we launched it and they did not sell any tickets to this wedding show. They had some people show up kind of on the fly, but in advance, they didn't sell any wedding tickets. And immediately, what did they want to do? They wanted to give up on it. They didn't. They thought it was a it was a bomb. Just get rid of it. Like don't it, it totally like forget it. But the thing is, is that we don't want to give up. When something doesn't work the first time, doesn't mean that we need to abandon it. It just means we just need to go back and say, okay, what worked well and what didn't work well. What can we go back and tweak, and what do we need to keep? And then we do it again, and it might fail again. And then we do it again, and it might work that time. I know for myself, it took me seven launches of a product, seven launches of a coaching program until I got it right. Seven. And the thing is, is that most people aren't willing to have something fail that many times. But I know you are, because Making mistakes and having something fail 
is is what gives us the lessons that we need to make it better and to build that resilience into our business, but also into ourselves. Just because something doesn't work the first time doesn't mean we need to give up on it. One of the mistakes I made early on is that I launched something and it didn't work. And then I created something new and it didn't work. So then I created another thing and I launched it and it didn't work. So then I changed the launch instead of just sticking with one product, one product, one service or whatever, and then launching it. And if it doesn't work, try it again. I've seen people who are creating these these new services or these new products and they just keep throwing things out there, new, 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 instead of stopping and saying, okay, let's launch these three things first, these three types of to-go boxes, and let's see what works. And then whatever works, let's keep it. And let's see how we can build on it. But instead, we have people who are functioning in just desperation and putting anything out there and just more, 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 instead of looking at what's working and what's not working, and then doing more of what is working, but also looking at what's not working and saying, okay, what small tweaks can we make so that we can get this to work? Not giving up on it, not sticking with it, not abandoning it because nobody showed up or nobody bought this or whatever. Just because it doesn't work the first time doesn't mean that you just scrap it and you just try something new. It just means that we need to analyze it and then try something, try it again. Change a couple things up, try it again. And the fifth thing, which kind of goes along with all of this, is we cannot function in chaos and desperation and have that energy behind our actions and expect to achieve giant results. Because when we function in chaos and we function in desperation, that's exactly what we get on the other end. Because that's what we're fueling it with. We're fueling it with chaos, chaotic energy, desperation, franticness, anxiety, stress. So what do you think is going to be the outcome on the other end of it? Exactly what we put into it. And when we function in chaos, we can't make the right decisions. We can't make good decisions. We end up barking orders at people. We, we become control masters and we try and do everything ourselves. And the biggest thing that happens when we function in chaos is we burn ourselves out. And now more than ever, you cannot do that. You need all the energy, all the positive energy. You need to protect your energy and you need to put hope and possibility behind any action you're putting out into your business instead of fear and scarcity. Right now, more than ever, you need to keep yourself in the right state of mind so that you can make the best decisions for your business. You can't make great decisions if you're feeling down and you're doubting yourself and you're, you know, feeling like this is never going to work, this is never going to happen, you know, I haven't gotten the loan. You can't make great decisions from a, from that space, from that mindset. Which is why functioning in chaos just does not work. For years, 
I would function in pure desperation and fear and just burn the candle at both ends and work and work and work and work because if I worked harder and I just put tons and tons and tons of things out there and just tons and tons and tons of content, it would eventually work. And it doesn't work that way. And what it ends up leading is to feeling really crappy about yourself and about your business. And nobody wants that. I know you don't want that. So instead of functioning in chaos, how about functioning in possibility, functioning in opportunity, functioning in calm, taking some time to slow down so that you can speed up, to slow down so that you can build a good foundation so that you can speed up and get things moving forward. Because if we continue to function in chaos, that's exactly what we're going to bring to ourselves. And I know for myself, I don't want that. I want opportunity. I want possibility. I want to have that resilience in my business that I can withstand anything that comes my way. And I know you do too. And I wanted to do this episode because number one, as I said, I have been through this myself and I know you are going through these things as well because I've talked to many business owners, my clients, and just people who I'm friends with, people who I know, and every one of them has been going through all five things or maybe a few of them. But what I'd like to do, we are launching I created this new program. It's called the Business Adversity Master Plan. It is going to be amazing. And we are launching it within the next couple weeks. And I want to give you an opportunity to coach with me. It's a live coaching session, three live coaching sessions, as well as some associated videos and worksheets that you can work through during the live coaching sessions, as well as after that will help you to get your feet firmly planted on the ground so that you can get rid of these barriers or break through these barriers so that you can keep pushing your business forward now, build that resiliency into your business now so that you can also thrive in the future. We are gonna go through my three-part framework that has helped many business owners throughout the years to not only fix the problems that they have in their business, to identify what those issues are, but to also put an executable plan in place so that they can start making small changes that will lead to even bigger results. So I would love for you to join me in this live coaching, which is the Business Adversity Master Plan. So if you're interested in joining, you can go to TeresaCantley.com forward slash business adversity master plan and reserve your spot in advance because we're only taking a limited number of people. But I want you to join me. I want you to join me so that you can start owning your future instead of just owning a business. I don't want you to be one of those business owners that unfortunately has to close their doors. I want you to thrive. I want you to become resilient so that you can thrive in any market. So don't forget to go to TeresaCantley.com forward slash business adversity master plan and make sure you register your spot. All right. 
Take care and have a great rest of your week. And I will see you here again next week. Bye for now.